Before we get started on this episode of the Blade Hockey Podcast, there are some sensitive uh, topics of sorts that we will be going over in the first story of this episode. So if you are uh, easily, you know, kind of, it's kind of sensitive to, you know, to something that, you know, it's a sensitive subject that you don't want to hear, well, I implore you to maybe skip about 10, 15 minutes ahead. But with that warning ahead, we'll dive right into this episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast. Um, Right out of the gate. First off, for those that uh, are uh, watching this on the YouTube side of things, uh, it uh, has made it return. It's grand return to uh, to the channel that uh, my Toronto Maple Leafs jersey has made its grand return after a long hiatus. If I've returned, if it's been on late, uh, a couple episodes ago, um, then that may, I might have forgotten about that, but other than that, I'm pretty sure it's been like forever since I've had this uh, jersey on uh, for to for the uh, channel. So uh, it's back now. So yay, wonderful, great. Now the only jersey that hasn't really been on uh, lately has been the uh, the Blues uh, third uh, throwback jerseys um, has not been on. But other than that, I know the trumpet jersey's been on. I know the Kachin has been on a couple times. I know the regular blues jersey's been on. And I know I've also had the Golden Knights on at least once or twice uh, in the past two or three, maybe four episodes. Um, but yeah, Maple Leafs is back. Bay Bay. And um, believe in me, soon we'll have more. We'll have more different jerseys uh, to come. Uh, Still got to get a Dallas jersey. Still got to get a Pittsburgh Penguins jersey. Um, those are the next two that's on my radar, other than maybe more uh, more Blues jerseys, obviously, or if uh, Vegas has a third that they have um, make, uh, made, um, which apparently is coming, uh, will be coming soon, um, hopefully. Well, not this season, obviously. Maybe next year. Who knows? We'll see, because uh, apparently, well, since the switch to Adidas jerseys, uh, I'm pretty sure it was made a point that everyone should be having a third jersey because uh, they want to, you know, get that money and bet your ass they'll get my money. <laughs> but anyway, um, which then brings us to the title of today's episode. What in the fuck is going on? Well, I'll tell you what the fuck is going on, goddammit. Um, first off, some crazy shit. And crazy shit, I tell ya. Um, it's already getting annoying. We're gonna... Phone keeps vibrating. But anyway, um, so first off, not it's not NHL related, but, you know, with the whole... With, you know, it's been a downward spiral an absolute downward words downward spiral um ever since the um 
Yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, it's been a downward spiral ever since uh, the whole MeTube movement happened and all that, um, which is based the whole premise is, you know, you, you did bad things in your past and they want to keep you accountable now um, because, you know, of uh, the times, you know, times are changing. We're starting to become more accountable for our actions um, nowadays. And uh, it's really take. It's really, as of late, it's really hit um, hockey hard lately, with um, Bill Peters, uh, Mark Crawford, uh, other uh, coaches, not just in the NHL, um, been affected by this, um, and apparently, um, which for a credit. For a credit notion here, all ninety-nine point nine percent of all of my news I get from Complete Aki News on Facebook. So thank you to those guys that run that and get that information. I really appreciate it. Get that out of the way. So apparently, uh, there's a class, or at least a proposed uh, class action lawsuit. Uh, filed against the CHL uh, over hazing incidents um, led by uh, Daniel Carcillo, which I believe is a former player. Uh, well, regardless, you know, you know in, involved in this. Um, apparently, um, players were forced to, which this is why, okay, before we even get, before we get into this, all right, if you have sensitive ears, you might want to skip to maybe because I guarantee you this, this episode's going to be at least, you know, 20 or well, more like 30, 40 minutes long. So this topic might take about 10, 15 minutes. So uh, go ahead and skip to probably the 10, 15 minute mark um, if you want to skip the sensitive subjects or if you have, you know, people that you don't want to hear sensitive subjects like children or whatever because you're playing it in a car or whatever yeah um let's turn that off right, and listen to this later but anyway um before we go unofficial unofficial sponsor of the uh the channel um urban chestnut uh out in uh st louis here the urban chestnut brewing company um along with uh Shaffley brewing company as well st louis greek uh, right here, but anyway, hashtag 314 crew. So, this uh lawsuit is alleging that players are forced to masturbate in front of teammates, sexually assault teammates, uh, consume various bodily liquids, um, and to engage in bestiality. Now, just allow that to marinate in your head that a hockey t- league or like shit like this is happening in this league that they're allowed, that they're having they're apparently uh, players being forced to do all that. Um, and apparently, you know, it gets even worse than that, but uh, the complete hockey news didn't really go into detail for that, but it, they gave uh, me and everyone else that reads their stuff, a link to the hockey news 
uh, article that they uh, have, which we'll go a little bit more in depth with. Um, basically, in summary of what that um, of what that um, article goes over, which I also have the link of that in the description below, uh, regardless if you're on the YouTube side or the um, podcast side, it's in there in the in the show notes. Um, so apparently, um, okay. So the, in the excerpt, I don't I mean I'm basically only taking from about the first paragraph. I'm not going to basically redo the entire article. Um, but um, I want to say the Sting, the team in there, the Sting as well as uh, the Kitchener Rangers are involved in this somehow, some way. There might be other CHL teams that are involved in this, but um, apparently, um, so apparently a former major junior hockey player, which, you know, CHL is in that realm, uh, was alleged that he was forced to do cocaine in the bathroom as a rookie while playing for the Kitchener Rangers in 2016. Um, so, yeah. Um, two CHL players, uh, former CHL players, also um, have another class action lawsuit against them saying that uh, players aged 15 to 17 were routinely victims to hazing, bullying, physical and verbal harassment physical assault, sexual harassment, and sexual assault. So just a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of shit that's um, just absolutely wild that this is actually happening. Um, apparently also the Western... Apparently players also in from... Okay, so... The lawsuit launched in Toronto on Thursday afternoon against the Canadian Hockey League. Okay, so apparently not the Canadian Hockey League, CHL, is not even just involved. Also, the WHL, Ontario, OHL, and uh, the Quebec uh, Major Junior Hockey League as well is in part of this. So basically, all the uh, major junior leagues in Canada, which is what. Um, which this lawsuit brought forth by Daniel Carcillo and Garrett Taylor. Uh, allegations say that uh, players in the, in that class, um, major ju- uh, junior hockey there, um, were forced to masturbate in front of their teammates and coaches, forced to sexually assault teammates to consume their bodily fluids, whether it be saliva, urine, semen, feces, all that other bullshit, uh, bestiality, also alleged that players had heavy objects tied to their dicks uh, and uh, their dicks dips, uh, dipped in irritants and uh, toxic liquids. And then hockey sticks, broomsticks, so basically like, you know, long, you know, sticks that are solid, you know, or food, uh, like a carrot of some sort, uh, up their asses what the fuck <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm not and it's not even a funny subject at all this is just like this is why i'm starting with this now because ending with a story like this is just that would just 
Oh my God. And then apparently uh, the players were forced to consume large amounts of alcohol and illicit drugs, which apparently one of the guys was forced to do cocaine in the bathroom. So what the fuck? Um, yeah, I hope that whoever like names are named for one thing and are put accountable for that because that is just absolute regardless if this was in the NHL or whatever other league, it doesn't matter. But it just makes it that much I'm not taking anything away from it, but I'm just saying that in this and you know this age group, which also in the article saying age 15 to 17, these kids are like high school kids. Kids that, you know, aren't, you know, adults or anything like that. And they're being forced to do all this kind of shit. You know, this is just absolutely unacceptable. Like that is just an absolute bombshell. Bombshell. But yeah, I, I hope that something comes out of this and hopefully, you know, anyone affected by this, um, that uh, they're in a good place right now. And uh, all the people that did that to them, yeah, hopefully they, uh, you know, get what's coming to them. That's all I got to say about that. But um, not to um, go and uh, not to go and, you know, be like, all right, that's that's done with, but um gotta switch gears somehow. But regardless, hopefully uh something comes out of that and hopefully uh those people get put justice. But uh switching gears. Uh Tampa Bay Lightning had to temporarily shut down um training because they're currently in phase two. Uh the NHL's in phase two to where they're allowing informal skates um with players and select staff uh, on hand. It's not a formal um, training camp, which that doesn't happen until phase three. Um, but it looks like maybe phase three might be uh, not coming as soon as we might think, because um, since they had to shut down their training, uh, training facilities after multiple players and some staff have tested positive for COVID-19 because also, in Florida, there's been an absolute flare-up, apparently. And uh, according to Bob McKenzie of TSN, he believes that three players and two staff members have currently tested positive. Um, they're currently uh, testing uh, for more. And in uh, the NHL uh, put out a little statement here saying, uh, since NHL clubs are permitted to open their training facilities on June 8th, all players entering these facilities for voluntary training have been subject to mandatory testing for COVID-19 through today. An excess of 200 players have undergone multiple testing. A uh, total of 11 of these players have tested positive. All players who have tested positive have been self-isolated and are following CDC and Health Canada protocols. The NHL will provide a weekly update on the number of tests administered to players and the results of those tests. The league will not be providing information on the identity of players or their clubs. And I say with some conviction, the league will not be providing information on the identity of players who get this fucking virus. Because 
Hence the return of the Toronto Maple Leafs gear. Because I don't know who the fuck came out and said, hey, one of the top guys, if not the top guy on the Maple Leafs has the goddamn coronavirus. Because apparently uh, Austin Matthews, all uh, Austin Matthews has uh, tested positive for uh, COVID-19 and he's isolated at home. And apparently, you know, he was in Arizona, which apparently also is having some flare-ups of uh, COVID-19 right now. And uh, luckily for the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, not to say luckily that Austin Matthews has the coronavirus, uh, well, you know, he recovers, it's all good to go. Um, But Frederick Anderson apparently was also staying with uh, Matthews in Arizona. Uh, Luckily has tested negative because Frederick Anderson is the absolute backbone of this franchise because they have no goaltending other than him and their decor isn't that great. Um, And he's no longer in Arizona with Matthews anymore. I don't even know if Matthews is with, um, is even in Arizona anymore. I don't know if he returned to Toronto or not, but regardless, um, yeah, Frederick Anderson doesn't have it. And um, because that's the thing that kind of, you know, it's kind of peculiar to me is that there's been a whole bunch of other teams. I want to say Ottawa's had uh, players and staff with COVID-19. Didn't say who it was. Uh, Colorado, uh, Colorado, words, fuck, Colorado's, Colorado had um, players and staff. Freaking, I want to say, yeah, and oh, Tampa also. Um, the Blues had staff. I don't know if players, but I'm, I know staff did. Um, so on and so forth. Arizona, Coyotes, same thing. But they all have one thing in common. They didn't fucking say who it was. They had it. But I don't know if it was the Maple Leafs that uh, flipped it or some reporter. I want to say some reporter said it. Uh, couldn't find his name initially when I saw it. His name was out there, but I don't know if like someone deleted it to help his identity. I don't know why you want to help that douchebag's identity, but whatever. Um, but yeah. Um, let's not, uh, do that. But also another cool little thing from Mark Frazier, uh, former Maple Leaf player, uh, apparently, uh, well on Twitter, he's saying that apparently there's no such thing as keeping your medical history private when you're a Maple, uh, a Maple Leaf, uh, one day after having reconstructive surgery to repair my shattered skull, uh, from a game four injury, uh, his CT scan ended up all over social, all, all over the media and he was given no choice. And strangers were getting mad at him for apparently having a uh, a shattered skull. So, um, yeah, the Toronto media, real piece of work. <laughs> and I and I honestly feel for people that are in that kind of predicament to where you know they have to answer to that media all the time because they're just like sharks in the water, just looking for food. You know, like any kind of spicy story, like oh. Toronto, oh, Austin Matthews, oh, he got the, the COVID-19, oh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do it, we gotta tell him, we gotta tell the things, and some shit like that, but, uh, but yeah, don't be telling, telling people about your, uh, medical history, because there's this thing, at least in America, that is called HIPAA, I don't know if you know what HIPAA is, but, uh, it's basically, yeah, if I have a condition or whatever that I'm not supposed to, you know, or, like, a provider or whatever is not supposed to tell people what it is. That's also why whenever they tell you 
if a player has an injury, it's like, oh, upper body, oh, lower body. They don't tell you the exact thing that happened to him. Every once in a while, yeah, you know, they'll tell them, but also that's, you know, I'm pretty sure it's the player being like, hey, you know, it's all right, you know, whatever. But also at the same time, it's like, hey, we know. We know. All right, we know. But still. But yeah, don't don't be sharing people's uh, information, guys. Um, and in other words, in other news here, um, kind of a funny one. Uh, National predators back in the news here, um, and not for the uh, usual degenerate shit that they do or their fans do. Um, it's actually kind of funny, and the fact that uh, they're embracing a meme that they are a part of. So on Twitter, they uh, on in quote. In quote right here, a on um what's it called? In caps. That's that's the word. Yeah. It's kinda I had a long day today, you know, it's kinda gears are going slow, you know. But anyway, uh he's they say uh you knew this thread was coming. Hashtag banners. You already know where this is going, huh? You know where this is going. Um so the Nashville Predators virtually Rose, not one, not two, not even four, six. They virtually rose six banners because, you know, the meme of, you know, their banners. Yeah, it's, it's, so they have a banner for quarantine Stanley Cup champions. Okay, whatever. Uh, first Stanley Cup awarded in 2020. Uh, also, okay. Uh, Chell champions. Uh, most virtual sellouts in NHL 20 history. Mm, I don't know. Uh, found something to do for three months. All right. All right. I'll give you that one. And virtually raised another banner. Also, I'll give you that one too. It's actually kind of funny. Um, we'll say if, if we're actually raising these kind of banners, I'm saying them uh, Kansas City Stallions on my uh, NHL 20 or my current. Uh, what's the fuck? What's the name? I already forgot the name of my uh, my Quebec team I made. I don't know. But, yeah, um, at least my Kansas City Stallions. Pretty sure they uh, first Stanley Cup awarded in 2020. They actually went back-to-back, um, as well as uh, most virtual sellouts in NHL 20 history. I'm saying, I mean, having uh, maybe a couple – maybe my, my first couple games weren't sold out, but I'm pretty sure every single one after that was like, sold out so but yeah you know it's all joke you know it's funny but um but yeah just gotta share that news and speaking of uh shit that's kind of funny to me but also at the same time kind of sad uh buffalo sabers being the buffalo sabers to uh end out the show here the buffalo sabers have relieved jason botterell of his duties as general manager um and apparently uh sabers owner uh terry pegula uh, it's confirmed that Kevin Adams is a, the replacement for Jason Botterill. Uh, and veteran assistant uh, general manager Randy Sexton was also let go by the Sabres. Um, and Sexton and Botterill had not been with the team. You know, had two more de- years left on their deals after this season. Um, and apparently, according to Frank uh, Cervelli, uh, assistant general manager Steve Greeley is also gone. 
So we now have another instance to where it's not like I'm getting consensus of how everyone else in the media is responding to this. Um, it's not one of the things where it's a general manager's fault or a coach's fault or a player's fault and why this team sucks so much ass or underachieves so much that it's just absolutely meme-worthy to where you've had countless, countless wonderful players come through this franchise, and we can attest for this, Blues fans. We can attest for this because the same shit happened to us all the time for the past couple, like, 50 years of our existence until a great owner by the name of uh, Tom Stillman came in and his, um, his board and turned us around and look at us. Now we have a championship. So basically where I'm coming with this is it's not necessarily any people that you're paying money. fault for this. It's the person that is paying the money's fault for this. The owner seems to be incompetent or, or, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, I mean, yeah, I guess in that case, yeah, you could probably say, oh, maybe it is general manager. Oh, blah, 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 blah. But guess who hires this guy? You know who hires those people? The owner. And the owner apparently has no fucking clue how to put them in the right path. Because also, after, I want to say the last time, I mean, there might have been one other time, but I'm pretty sure the last time that the Sabres came anywhere close to raising their first cup was when they versed the Stars in the whole uh, uh, toe in the crease, you know, Brett Hall goal. Um, never let that down, uh, Sabres fans. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. How old, how old is Terry Pagula? Because that's uh, interesting. Terry Pagula. 69 years old. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, so he... Yeah. So let's see, Buffalo Sabres owner. Buffalo Sabre. So Pagula has been the uh, owner of the um, Sabres since 2011. So he's had it, them for about nine years. Um. And they've just been spinning the wheels like they have been since beforehand. So um, now is it, I mean, in that regard, is it really Pagula's fault? I mean, nine years. And I guess technically, yeah, you could say that. Now, if this is like maybe three, four, even five years of ownership, I guess you can't really completely blame them. But it's almost a, a year shy of a decade. And nothing, no extra progress has been made. It's actually like legitimately no, no, no progress at all. 
the, his entire tenure as the owner has not ever been made the playoffs. And then before then, they haven't been in the playoffs in like maybe five years. So, yeah, I don't know what the Sabres need to do. I don't know if they need to find a new owner. I don't know, like, need to hire an advisor and just be like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to let you handle this. You know, you hire who you need to hire, fire who you need to fire, and then just, let's get this on the road. I don't know if it takes that either. But I honestly do feel for the Sabres fans because even the captain of the team, uh, Jack Eichel, coming out, you know, basically, you know, saying he's tired of fucking losing and all that. And same goes for fucking your current con Smythe and 2019 Stanley Cup champion, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, um, was, you know, the whole clip that, uh, was whenever he was basically saying that he lost a love for hockey and stuff like that, uh, which, you know, we, uh, we get, we got given that love back though. Just saying, um, jab, 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 but, um, yeah, I don't know where you go from here. I mean, regardless, they weren't going to be in this whole um, return that's supposed to still happen. Um, but with the whole COVID-19 flaring up and, you know, having to close camps and shit, who knows if it will even happen. But, you know, <laughs> but I mean, not to be selfish, but in the predicament I'm going to be in, you know, starting next month, uh, I guess it doesn't really fucking matter because I won't even be up to watch these games live anyway but regardless um i would like to hear about progress uh in that department but um we're here not really getting a lot of information other than like oh this is when phase one is great and start and then phase two started and start um but i haven't heard a date about uh stage three and we definitely haven't heard a state about stage four as well as where the fuck these games are being played at we don't know all that we know is that uh, apparently um they uh the country of canada our lovely neighbors to the north um has approved um all the uh potential hub cities in canada to be hub cities um, so with that clearance, who knows if a, um, Canadian city or, or not, um, gets it, but I would imagine that, um, I have a funny feeling if somehow, some way Vegas doesn't get the Western seed, the Western hub city. It'll probably be Edmonton. It'll probably have to be Edmonton. Um, even though Vegas legitimately makes all of the fucking sense in the world. I don't know about how much ice they have, but when it comes to hotels and shit like that and the communities, they have it all. <laughs> and especially it's like legitimately like five steps away from the, the arena too. Like, come on, come on. Um, but um, and that was for the East. I mean, that's a toss-up, but um, I don't know. But anyway, um, not to drag this on too long, but anyway, 
Um, yeah, that's the episode. What a wild ride it was. Uh, like, share, subscribe wasn't around here. Um, that made any fucking sense. It sounds like I just my words. Uh, like, share, and subscribe because I'm going to say it more concisely um, on the YouTube side of things, on the podcast side of things. If you have not subscribed to this wonderful podcast yet, hit the subscribe button or or whatever button that signifies subscribing on your uh, podcasting service of choice and give it a share, give it a like, give it a love if it is an option. Um, and this actually is going to be the uh, last episode that I do in this uh, with this coverage because starting next episode, uh, we're going to spread one more uh, to one more platform where we're going to have the video portion of it not only on youtube but we're also gonna be on facebook as well so if you want to follow that over there wonderful but anyway like share subscribe on the pot on the youtube side rate and subscribe on the uh podcast side and i'll catch you all in the next one thank you very much